Wish on the Sun. Hey everyone, it's David and Dylan here from Wish on the Sun with episode 35 of our podcast talking about gaming news as always. And also as always, we're going to cut to Dylan to hear the latest. What are we talking? It's been a week. It's It's been a week. It, <laughs> it has been a has. week. It's been... <laughs> It's been busy. It's been there's a lot of news has come out, large and small. I've uh, cherry picked the ones I thought would be decent enough to talk about. Mm-hmm. Okay. And starting that off, well, firstly, I'll, I'll of course I'll leave uh, the uh, World of Warcraft Shadowlands talk to a bit later. But uh, one of sure. the first things on the discussion is obviously Monster Hunter Iceborne getting some movie crossover DLC with some layered armor. You can dive back in. I hadn't even seen this. Um... Look, honestly, no. I as much as I love Monster Hunter, Iceborne mostly passed me by. I don't even know why. Um, for some reason, I never got as into that one. However, I'm super looking forward to the Switch version. I think a part of me just thinks that Monster Hunter really suits handheld devices. I don't know why. Um, anyway, really looking forward to that, and I'm also looking forward to seeing the movie for entirely separate reasons. It's actually coming out pretty soon. It is. It's like end of the year, isn't it? Yeah, it's not far away. Um... The film, uh, I'm just trying to work out. December twenty, December four in the UK, December twenty five in the US, and January first in Australia, which is quite odd, being that we're one of the only it countries is. that can actually that should actually be having cinemas open, yet we're somehow getting it last. That is true, and you know, um, I'm sure there are means to procure a version to watch for those who really want to. But I mean, look, okay, all right. Here's the question: Metacritic prediction. For Monster Hunter, the movie. Oh, I'm going to go 40? Yeah, that's... <laughs> like, that's, <laughs> that that's pretty high right. for a video game movie, to be fair. <laughs> but uh, the latest Chinese trailer actually looked a lot better. Yeah, they actually showed that, like... The palicos and everything? Even, yeah, before that, it didn't even look like Monster Hunter, basically. Um, yeah, so... The uh, US Army. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe they're trying to get, like, more of the the outsiders in with those trailers but that's probably not i don't know who knows you're, you're probably right you're probably right all right moving along obviously announced in the last week is the fact that io interactive has been given the bond license and that is their next game that's a big one sure that you've is, got that to is, say that's a big one that is a very big one that's actually one i'm really looking forward to seeing what they do there I actually feel like IO have sort of gone under the radar for many, many years. I mean, they've been making obviously high quality games and the last two seasons of Hitman have seen them, I'd say, step up pretty massively. Yeah, um, and uh, one of the pieces of news today is obviously they've revealed the uh, some footage of Hitman 3, which uh, looks, you know, phenomenal. It will, yeah. Um, big question marks around how that it will play on the Switch with the cloud version. Um, yeah, that'll be an interesting one, but, uh, you know... It will. But, you know, look, no doubt the game itself, they've already been refining that formula, so I'm going to assume the third one will be good. But, yeah, I mean, there's obvious parallels to how a Bond game could play, but you also feel they will be a little bit different. Yeah, and they've already come out and said that it's going to be a brand-new uh, story, so it's not going to be copying from a movie. That's good. Yeah, I think that, that gives them a lot more flexibility... With the movies, you kind of have to like shoehorn gameplay scenes in that never happened, and um, this way they can just design it exactly how they want, which I think is better. Yeah, I think that's definitely right. So I think being able to not have to force, being able to write their own story would probably work for them better. I think so. Yeah, and you know, 
Are they going to make it more freeform the way that Hitman is, or will it be more linear? We will see. Yeah, I think so. Um, we ho- well, we can hope. Like a lot of people have already said that you can pretty much take Hitman, just give him a British accent, and some hair, and some women. Yeah, and yeah, you pretty much some, got a Bond game. To some game. degree, to some degree, that's true. I mean, obviously, Bond you usually have like you know the car chase scenes and stuff like that. Yeah, probably a lot more ga- gadgets as well. Um, well, Daniel Craig less so. He mostly relies on his fists, but yeah, it just depends which way they <laughs> uh, they decide to take this Bond, but. They definitely seem like very fitting developers for it. Yeah, definitely. All right. Moving us right along. So Microsoft Flight Simulator has released a trailer for its uh, United States update. So obviously they're looking at uh, doing a lot more cities in that whole photorealism mode. For Yeah. So obviously for people who enjoy that game, I'm sure that's going to be a very, very lovely add-on for them, especially being such yeah. a large country as well, depending on what yeah. they're actually going to do. So that, that's the question, but I mean, I agree. In theory, it sounds really ambitious. Before this, mm-hmm. they did Japan, I believe. That's um, correct, yes. So yeah, the, I mean, the game, when it first released, while not absolutely perfect, was still an astonishing game for people who were into aircraft, um, any kind of airplane simulators. So you just feel as these updates roll out, it will get better and better. And it's on the Game Pass as well, which makes it that's pretty exactly crazy. right. Makes it uh, makes it good. Uh, uh, following on news, so Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity has sh- has shipped and sold digitally in, in excess of 3 million units in five days. Wow. Okay, I didn't realize it had hit those sorts of numbers at all. That's some very big numbers. But, but, I don't know. I just don't know about this because I've seen a lot of people online and they're not saying it's a bad game, but there's a lot of people who went into it not realizing what it was. Mm-hmm. It's their first Dynasty Warriors style game, um, and they didn't know. They, I think, some people were like, "Oh, wait, this is meant to be like a prequel to Breath of the Wild." They didn't do much reading. It obviously borrows the exact same visual style. Um, oh, we remember the was, uh, the uh, what are they? What are they called? Them cheap headlines. Uh, oh, like the um, the clickbait kind of. Yeah, the clickbait headlines about the sequel to Breath of the Wild and that sort of stuff. This is it. And, this and, is it. If you don't look into it much. You know, it could suck you in. Yeah, and uh, well, a lot of people have said it's uh, it's likely going to be outselling Skyward Sword in its first week or so. <laughs> I mean, I think that says less about uh, that. To me, that says so much about the Switch's popularity and also about Breath of the Wild's popularity. This game is kind of piggybacked off the back of it. Um, yep. Look, I haven't played it myself yet. I'm still considering doing so. I've heard a whole range of mixed opinions about it. And, you know, compared to Breath of the Wild, which is probably on something like a, I'm going to totally guess, a 95, 96 Metacritic, you know, Age of Calamity as of like 10 minutes ago, because I looked, yep. on a 79, which not terrible by any means, but it's not, we're not talking that's, the same. That's pretty much where, I mean, that to me is high for that type of game. It, it, well, it actually is. And a lot of the reviews have said that. So that's totally true. Definitely. All right. Moving us right along, uh, the Rainbow Six Siege next-gen update has uh, been shown off, which essentially is just uh, promising 4K visuals and up to 120 frames per second. So they're just keep... Oh, yes, we talked about this. They're keeping that same base game and they're just continuing to work on an up it. It seems like it, yep. So they originally said there's going to be like a sort of like an offshoot type uh, co-op type game because they have released a few modes before that are like that. Yeah. Um, obviously... Uh, similar-ish, I guess, to the whole zombies mode and all that sort of gear. 
But uh, yep. yeah, I think that's pretty much where uh, they're sitting. But a lot of people were a little bit disappointed there wasn't more coming. But uh, reading into it, they actually always said there was just going to be a graphical thing. There wasn't going to be any differences. So I think that this will this will allow them to continue to build on the game anyway. They don't want it to die, and honestly, it doesn't have to die. It was so good. Um, it's yeah, still exactly. Got player base, definitely so it makes sense. It really makes sense. Yeah, they've definitely got the player base there, and uh, I guess they don't want to fragment that. And they said uh, that yeah. they are looking to obviously keep all that uh, cross play and everything going. So they obviously don't want to fragment their player base, especially Which with is a game so like that. Smart. So yeah. it really is, uh, seems like the smartest move going forward. So I guess Agreed. we'll see how it all pans out for them. Yep. All right. Now, have you, this is a question. So I know that uh, you were at one point considering the new FIFA for the next gen consoles. Yeah. Have you seen the announcements of the next gen features? Uh, I saw some talk about using the triggers in some interesting ways. But well, I that's mean, probably, that is, that's probably the, that's that probably the biggest announcement. <laughs> Oh, okay. I so didn't they, know what else there was. They came out and announced the the six key differences between the next gen version. So the first one, yep. enhanced match day atmosphere. Is that like more crowd shots or something or different volume? Extra details know. can clearly be seen from the texture of the grass to the sunlight cannoning off the metal structures shadowing the pitch. Okay, there you go. <laughs> yep. Uh, a new camera angle. So you know how often people <laughs> adopt uh, new camera angles in uh, these games. Mm -hmm. So that's obviously a big yeah, instead one. Of, yeah, instead of adopting you know, the basic one, which is clearly the best for gameplay. Yeah. It's 100%. Uh, yep. <laughs> next is updated player visuals. So when the camera is tied on a player, you'll be able to see a much more detailed version of the character. So Which you would expect, obviously. Yep. Number four, now I know you'll like this one, improved player personality. Yes. <laughs> so, Love this. So basically, it's, it's, it's a buzzword where someone may just do an extra step in their jog <laughs> or slightly take a free, free kick differently. So apparently small and big moments, both help players appear less like robots, more like actual human beings, whether they're, would that be from subtle wipes of the nose or the rolling up of a captain's armband. <laughs> so wait, did FIFA them, is this written in the official release? This, this is, uh, this is the, yeah, the, apparently the fresh release, but I'm reading it from the IGN page. Because if it is the press release, I'm amazed they even acknowledged that this will help the players seem less like robots. That's <laughs> because it suggests they know. Otherwise, they do seem like robots, which they totally do. Yeah, so, well, apparently this is taken direct from the uh, the release. So next is wow. the DualSense features. So if you're playing on PS5, so if you play it on Xbox, you're not going to get it. But if you're playing yeah. on PS5, then there's a couple of extra features that take advantage of the DualSense controller. You'll feel the ball clatter off the woodwork in your hands. Or feel the full <laughs> force of a crunching slide tackle thanks to haptic feedback. I'm sorry, but none of that doesn't sound like just rumble. Just DualShock rumble. The only time I saw it differentiate, again, oh, sorry, is this point number six? Was this point number five. Triggers? Yes, this is still oh, about the trigger. So there, there is that little piece at the end with the trigger saying that uh, very similar to the way NBA does it, when a player yeah. is fatigued, they won't be able to, you won't be able to hold the trigger quite as much. The other thing I saw is like, I don't know, it's basically still rumble. They yeah. said if you take a sh like a powerful shot with your right foot, the right side of the controller will rumble as opposed to the left if you take it with your left foot. Look, would you ever notice this? I seriously doubt it. It there might feel cool the first time you you actually paid attention yeah. and were thinking about it, but then you'd probably never regard it. And number six That's is the cross progression. So 
Uh, so your ultimate team and your Volta progress, the uh, street soccer mode that I think about four people play, um, is cross-progression. So if you update from your PS4 or Xbox One version, that will follow along to your PS5 or Xbox Series X version. However, there is no cross-play between versions. So if you upgrade, yeah, so you will not be able to play with people on the previous uh, Yeah, right. So here's the thing. Actually, that that's a bigger deal than it sounds. Because it is. If you play a lot online, you're moving to what is currently a much smaller player pool. Definitely um, on the PS5. But yeah, the uh, you know the other thing that you think about is, I don't know if you can say that one of the huge improvements in you know the next gen features is that we allow you to bring over your ultimate team from PS4. Believe me, they have no altruistic reasons for doing that. It's to make sure that you keep spending. Um, so anyway, look, it is what it is. I do, however, like, I will give them some credit for the fact they at least let you upgrade the PS4 version to the PS5. Um, I think they had to do that, really. But from from the times I've played the PS4 version, it's got a ways to go. And clearly the PS5 version is not going to tackle that, the underlying fundamental gameplay problems that it has. Yeah. And uh, I... I, I... Like you said, it doesn't seem like the gameplay is going to be any different. It's literally just no. a, a bit of a graphical overhead. Which is why I also give praise to Konami. Um, not often I can say that, but pr I praise them for the fact that they took the year off with Pro Evo more or less to just focus on getting a next-gen version that is yeah. truly next-gen. I think I'd definitely give them a good praise of praise with that, with them literally saying, we'll release a budget title for those who really want yeah. the... Uh, the update and in saying that the game's been out like two months and it's already been discounted down to like $22 Australian so yeah I know it's super cheap so you know I give them some credit for that and I just hope I hope that with this time they've been able to make or they will be able to make a, a solid first Pro Evo game for these consoles alright now the next piece Red Dead Online is getting its uh, a digital standalone release so you can oh, get really? Red Dead Online without playing, uh, without buying Red Dead Redemption too. Is it free to play? I don't know. I didn't read that far. I just found that no, interesting enough to discuss. Oh no, five dollars. Sorry, I did write it down. Okay, five dollars well, American. Is really cheap. Um, on release, I think you would have struggled to say it was worth five dollars. Yeah, a lot of people would say the same about uh, well, hundred percent about GTA Online. But like the first year or so, it wasn't worth anything. It was just buggy trash now it's, if you play on it's pretty much just a hack fest really but uh yeah it, you can have fun if you play with friends on the online mode so here's the thing i still feel like i read a, a lot more about updates being made to gta 5 online rather than red dead online i think one of them brings them a lot of money <laughs> so this is the thing and that red, leads us well i guess this is their attempt yeah to that leads us very well into the latest GTA Online heist release yes. trailer was released. And yep. it had in the trailer had some coordinates listed. And if you actually put the coordinates into Google Maps, it takes you to a location which resembles a six. So a lot of people are saying this is a a uh, bit of an Easter egg for GTA six. Interesting. Although, of course, we knew it was coming. Yeah, well, I, I say it looks like a 6. It looks like a VI, so like, but connected. So if you actually Google it, it, okay. uh, it would be a one hell of a coincidence if they didn't mean it. 
I mean, it's not a clear cut, like a massive six on the ground, but it's definitely something that uh, could be construed as a VI or a six in yeah. Roman numerals. Which well, is look, how. I'll say this. It's a cool way to get people to start chatting about it anyway. So Exactly. And I mean, with the, I guess, like I'm trying to think with GTA 6, how, how do they continue the online unless it is uh, just an update to the online engine? Like, if they're making GTA 6 in the same engine with better graphics, do they then just have a GTA online update which patches to the latest graphics? Because you, you think wouldn't they think... wouldn't dare make people start again? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they probably... It's hard, isn't it? I mean, they've got the balls. They probably would. But it's, it's a the tough one. The game itself would actually benefit from it. I've no I think doubt. it probably, I think it probably would. And they probably look at all these other games where like every FIFA people start their ultimate teams again, every, That's and, true. They'd, and they'd probably be like, all right, we can actually, we've got the foundations for everything. We can re-release this and say, Hey, it's, we're, we're starting again, but here's all the stuff you're going to get because you played five already. That is true. And that things is like very that. true. So I think they that would go that. over a lot better. And like I said, there's plenty of games out there that people have paid money for yeah. online games that have shut down or had new versions. It is what it is. So I wouldn't and be I think begrudging they, them. They could even say, you know, thanks for coming along this journey. It started in the Xbox 360 era, PS3 era. Like now this is, this is a huge, like big deal that we're coming up with this totally new engine. It's open world. Like you've never seen it before. I don't think there'd be too many people who wouldn't make that jump. I agree. Yeah, just just thinking about it, like I definitely agree. If they if they change the gameplay loop up a little bit as well, because that was one of the reasons. Like I was playing it for a little while with some friends, and it was literally just log in, do the exact same thing over and over and over again to make money to buy a car, to do the exact same yeah. thing over and over and over again. They were they did start doing some like cool story things to be to play with friends that were quite cool to play through. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you didn't have like a good group of friends to do things, it was really about, okay, go here, do this, do that, do that. I think that they could do some super ambitious missions now with the load times and stuff that the new consoles allow as well. Yeah, d- uh, definitely. I mean, obviously what uh, GTA has to load in is probably a little bit bigger than most places, but if, you know, Spider-Man True. can all that can do it, then I'm sure they can. I think so as well. All right, so the final piece of news for the day. The world ends with you getting a sequel and an animation. Oh, that's big. I didn't see that at all. That, no, that is a big one. Didn't nope. see that. It's, uh, I believe it's coming out this year too. Also big. <laughs> Where? Did you ever play the first one? Here's a question. Uh, I did not. I'm pretty sure I bought it, but I don't believe I actually ever played it. Yeah, I, I played and beat the first one. Um, well, the only one on the DS. I never never played the Switch remake, which some people weren't overly happy with, interestingly. Yeah, so it is releasing on the PS4 and the Switch. Uh, this, this is the sequel, is it? Yeah, the sequel. Uh, doesn't look like it's got a date yet. Um, Interesting. It just says summer 2021. So that'll be winter for okay. us. I'm hoping that a new sort of purpose-made one... Um, well, it's actually interesting they're coming out on both consoles because the original one was was literally made for the DS. Like, yeah, it we- needed the DS. And they struggled to, to get it to fit with the, the Switch. Well, I mean, you know, the PS4's got the touchpad. 
Well, this is the thing. It's really weird they're making it for the PS4 and the Switch because they're so different in terms of the and, uh, it, it definitely says PS4, not PS5. <laughs> yeah, my suspicion is... It, you know, play probably. it for PS4, but it will come to the PS5. Or... Oh, yeah, it'll be. You could probably play it on it's your PS5. To. Anyway, well, exactly, exactly. So, uh, anyway, that is that is an interesting announcement, and obviously, it's been many years since the first one came out. It definitely, it's been it's been quite a long time. All right. All right, now let's discuss the release of World of Warcraft Shadowlands briefly. Now the I mean, game you'll release. have a lot more to contribute. <laughs> I will. Game release yesterday. And one thing that I will say is that IGN has put up, and I don't like to shit on things too often, but IGN has put up a review in progress. And I've read it, and to be quite frankly, it's awful. The review in progress, if you've actually played through the game, is awful. Interesting. They come through, and at the end, she sta- the, the, the creator states that I'm only level 53 out of the new cap of 60. Now, to get to level 53, that would take you about an hour and a half, two hours at most. Yeah, so you're saying he hasn't played it much and he's already writing a review. So putting up a review in progress, but the thing is, it's coming and there's there's a big bold statement saying professions don't, don't seem to have changed much since the last expansion. It's like, I'm sorry, you can't even do anything with your, your professions at that point. Yeah, right. Because if you've got gathering and crafting professions, you've probably been to one zone and barely got materials to even market, to, to make anything. So they even say here that uh, most professions don't seem to have changed much since last expansion. Archaeology, which I've really enjoyed, so you know this person's fucking worth, worth their weight in salt. Uh, this <laughs> seems to sit forgotten and abandoned. This is especially a shame given how cool ancient stuff there is in the Shadowlands. I'd love to learn more about. As a leather worker, I can make my own armor with semi-randomized stats that competitive, that's competitive with or better than quest rewards as well as disposal armor kits. It's like, yes. So the very first gear you can make is on par with the very first quest reward you're making. Uh, I just think the, the review itself is absolute garbage. Um, anyway, so I have hit level 60. I have finished the main story of all four zones. I have played through four rounds of Torghast and have started you know the the end game loop as i should say Torghast is the like random dungeon or whatever yeah it is the sort of roguelike dungeon so and to say oh, sort yeah, of right. it, it's 100 percent a roguelike dungeon and it's actually really 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 fun um, i mean it kind of had to be because it was their big idea for this expansion i think it, yeah but there's a lot of different things in this expansion to be honest it's probably one of the ones that has the most sort of stuff going into it and especially the most stuff for you to do once you actually finish level 60 so choosing a covenant between the four main ones you get your own storyline which is piecemealed out over a number of weeks uh what i will say is i did join the night fey covenant which is the one i least wanted to join but i joined them because basically they were being written up as the best one for warlocks and playing a warlock i'm like all right i'll just do it what i will say is after joining the covenant the opening quest that i did for them is probably the greatest quest in World of Warcraft history. I interesting. I was literally like, this is this is actually a brilliant quest. This is really well done. This is humorous. Um, 
and has some really good law implications to it as well. And I was like, as soon as I finished that, I, I literally posted into the guild to say, if anyone's on the fence of what they were doing, this first quest is almost worth the choice alone. The, the quest is quite a long one, but it's actually a really, really good, good quest. There you go. Uh, so what are the implications? So if you choose a different like faction or covenant or whatever to another player, can you still do all multiplayer things with them or are you locked Yeah, out? so it's literally, so choosing a covenant gives you access to a few different things. Obviously you get, uh, as you can level up. So essentially the way you have a covenant, you don't, as you play through all four zones, you experience all four covenants, essentially. You get, right. each covenant has its own signature ability for your class and it's overall ability for the covenant so for example uh for the bastion which is the first zone which which is uh the kyrian their uh ability is different for every class they have a specialized ability that's different for every class i know for warriors they have an ability which is i believe it's like a massive shield piercing thing which a lot of people have been pretty happy with and their yeah. overall ability um it summons a steward which summons a like a little owl person to you and gives you like you can sell stuff you can buy stuff it can like purge some of your things and things like that um but a pretty cool thing like the the thing with uh the the, the night fey which is the arden wheel the naturey ones which is the one i went with they have a damage over time effect so again with affliction warlocks doing damage over time uh, and doing and having a spell which does more damage the more damage over times you have leads pretty well into it and their covenant ability so what everyone gets is that you can turn into like a an animal and run around so it means you've got better movement so right. it didn't really have any downsides for the warlock so that's why a lot of people basically said for every spec of warlock this is probably the best one but in joining a covenant you get access to what they're calling soul binds which is Basically, you have three people in your covenant who you can choose to be your soul bind. And what that essentially is, is it's a brand new talent tree. Oh, okay. So your normal talents are fine, but you, you can you have to actually unlock the talents by doing like bosses in dungeons and raids, things like that. But from what I understand, they're, I believe, 100% drop rates. So if you do it, you will get it from the person it's meant All to right. come from. Um, and you you can switch things around with those and each person so the three people in each covenant all have their ups and downs of which going to be better for what so essentially they've added almost a new talent tree as well each covenant obviously has its own storyline after you finish level 60 and that's piecemealed out over a number of weeks they have their own mounts which you will get for leveling up they have their own uh transmogs for like gear and things like that they have all their own mm -hmm. rewards and essentially it's it's just flavor of you'll be helping them first before you help any anyone else with world quests and stuff like that because you'll get rewarded more from that okay. essentially again just a little bit of an ability there now the the highlight to me is like today i did four tall gas runs and they're not short and i say they're not short because you can go for as long as you want really but how long did you go for just on average um i just once i cleared like because there are i believe eight wings so each one is a different, um, like layout. Um, yeah. Every week, only two are available. Um, however, there are also eight levels of difficulty of each. Right. Completing level one gets you a certain amount of currency, um, etc. Then you can 
do level two, which is obviously a harder difficulty, etc. And it goes all the way up. So if you, uh, you know, if you do both wings all the way to le level eight of difficulty, you'll get like a bunch of uh, all this special currency, which essentially is allow allows you to craft legendary items, etc. Okay. But the big benefit is, like with most roguelike type games, is on each level you can find uh, new skills for your character. Um, there's like a little boss at the end. And the big benefit is, is very much, it's essentially a much better version of the horrific visions in that it, yeah. does, it does really well. And you can play in a group or you can play solo and, it's, and, it, and it scales properly. Oh, that's really impressive. So I went through it all by myself as a warlock. I had my tank pet out. So, and basically it was scaled as a DPS. It's pretty much scaled the same way. And that's uh, everything's a hundred, hundred percent. If you're a tank, uh, things will actually have less health. They'll hit the same, but they'll have less health. If you're a healer, that's, that's really impressive. Yeah. They'll have, um, they'll hit for less and have the same health so it's essentially so if you go through as a healer uh you won't have to do as much damage to kill things and they won't hit you as hard etc so you have to do less health healing yeah yeah exactly so essentially it's built around but of course if you have to play with friends then it can it's, it's scale so if i was to go with you it would be it feels like a proper dungeon more yeah you take and it does and and they're laid out like dungeons they look like dungeons each wing looks different but then from what i understand as well they also so the eight wings are obviously all designed with their own theme but from what i understand is actually another version out called the twisting corridors which is an endless runner so essentially you just go for as long as you sure. possibly can and each one is procedurally generated but again i think the big piece of it is is that uh they've actually made like the abilities for you being by yourself and the spec you're in they make it really possible so yeah. for like for me because it knew that I was going to essentially need a tank pet, I was always getting the options to either do more options or, hey, do you want to give your pet more health? Do you want to give your pet more damage? Or do you want to that have a, low, a lower cooldown on this? Um, things like that. And like one of the best ones for me was a pickup that I had at the start of a level, which was uh, essentially every time I engage a new mob or a new anyone, so add started fighting anyone, I got healed for 5,000 health. And my whole character's health is twenty thousand, so I'm getting healed yeah, for a quarter a of my health deal. just from just from pulling a new person or mob. So, as a damage over time person, I can pull one, start doing the damage. If it looks like I'm getting low, I actually can pull another mob to heal myself up. <laughs> and you know, with all my damage over time effects, the other thing's going to slowly die whilst I start popping everything on the other person. So yeah, yeah it is quite interesting, and I will say it's it's very fun and it's something that I think definitely would be very enjoyable in a group, but is, is also still fun by yourself. So that is obviously I haven't spent too much time in the end game just yet. So it, there is a lot around uh, earning renown with your covenant, which is basically the gate to all the new stuff you get from the covenant. So there's a cap yeah. on how much you can get per week. So, cause obviously they want to gate behind how quick you can do their whole end game, but it obviously still gives you something to do. And from what I understand, they actually have catch up mechanics built in from day one. So for example, if you didn't get to level 60 um, in for another month, you would be able to do everything up to where everyone else is in one week if you just wanted to smash it through. So you wouldn't be behind. 
Hmm. So you wouldn't be Which gated. Which is behind... likely for me. Yeah. <laughs> so you wouldn't be gated back. behind the time constraints as everyone else because you'd be able to catch up to the same level of renown as everyone else. Yeah. Um, but obviously you'd have to still do the same amount of stuff, but you wouldn't be gated behind. Okay, well, I've done with this one now. I'll do some dungeons or I'll do a raid or I'll do another character, etc. You'd be able to catch up in that same way. So a lot of people have been praising the catch up mechanic around it because especially when people eventually start leveling alts and different covenants and things like that, they don't want to sit behind. Okay, well, now I have to wait another week before I can get to level three when everyone else is up to level 15, for example. And there are right now, it goes all the way up to level 40 with an average of being able to earn I think in the first week you can earn four levels then most weeks it's two or three after that so from what people were saying it's around 17 weeks worth of content there you go I mean it sounds like it's at least they're trying a lot of new things in this one which I think they, is good. De- they definitely are and uh, to, to be quite honest like I think they've given themselves like yes they've given themselves a hard task in balancing those extra talent trees and yeah. one of the things they came out and said was you know we don't want to make you know, obvious choices for people to say, well, you have to go this regardless of what you want. Whereas right now, it pretty much seems like you do. However, there's no penalty from leaving a covenant. Um, if oh. you join an, if you join another one, you will have to do all of the same catch up. So you would have to, you don't just go from renowned 20 with okay. one covenant to renowned. Um, and I believe that there is uh, a slight delay or a penalty if you decide to rejoin your old covenant again because basically they remember that you ditched them and you have to do some extra things before they let you back in okay so there is but you, you can't can just do it at least. you can do it you can't just okay well i'm raiding so i want to go into this covenant now and then do that you wouldn't be able to do that on the on the on the fly which is yeah smart you do have to make a choice and yeah it is interesting that way and all the zones are very varied but either way i I think right now the story and everything was actually really well set out i really like the changes they've made in clearly identifying mandatory story quests and side quests so if you just want to follow the main story the quests look completely different um so you can always just follow the main story and that's especially good uh, for players who like to level via dungeons and things because you can just do the story quests, do the dungeon at the end, and you'll pretty much be ready for the next zone that way if you don't want to do any of the side quests. However, you do have to finish the story on one character before you can do any skips. And that's one of the other areas as well is that being a very linear story, they're actually allowing you that once you have completed the entire story on one character you can actually on your alt rather than do that whole story again you have the option to just start the end game from level 50 and it will basically say well you're not going to be able to do the level 60 stuff but we'll just let you get experience for all the stuff you would do normally as a 60 as a 50 so you don't have to do the whole story again because you've obviously seen the story however you do have the option to still do it okay so, yep, I know that was a pretty long spiel, but uh, right now it's got a <laughs> got a pretty big, pretty decent thumbs up from me. I'm still I'm navigating it, but uh, besides World of Warcraft Shadowlands, which is, you know, out right now, I guess it's probably time to talk about... What are you buying? All right, releasing this week as well. So, obviously, we have WoW Shadowlands releasing yesterday. We have Cobra Kai, the Karate Kid, the Karate Kid Saga on the Switch. You're going to be picking that one up? Probably not. Well, um, it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up, and I know that they're one of your favourite genres. <laughs> <laughs> certainly are. So, I mean, yeah. 
Uh, also, Just Dance 2021, so the new the versions for the new consoles is releasing this week, as well as releasing, I believe it was overnight, Football Manager 2021. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually saw a review for that already, I think, on Eurogamer. Oh, okay. They I haven't seen the review it. yet. They praised it quite a lot. Said it's oh. the best one in a long time. Jeez. It's the top one. Recommended. New tricks will make the headlines. The sports and directors' best move is to breathe new life into the brilliance that's already there. Goodness big, me. Big open the statement. And these yeah. are games that already reel us in even when they crap. <laughs> so good. one of the first screenshots I've actually uh, put in is the fact that VAR is now involved in, in the match day engine. Yeah, goal disallowed. That will add a whole new layer of immense anger, but also relief when you see the opposition's goal disallowed. Jeez, what a moment that is. <laughs> Uh, I mean, it's probably not going to be too much different to the offside goals and things That's like true. that. But, you know, it, it <laughs> totally helps true. It helps keep it realistic and everything. Definitely one to look out for, though, if you're into that sort of thing. And I won't lie. When I saw that it was actually out, I went straight to the Xbox Game Pass to see if it was on there because 2020 was. And unfortunately, 2021 is not. So, you know, I might have to bite the bullet and pay for the full game. <laughs> <laughs> I also, sorry, I have to say this. I also saw that Eurogamer have another small article up yeah. saying that uh, sports interactive studio head and longtime director for Football Manager, he mentioned that a few various um, agents of players have been in his ear and have gone so far as to offer bribes to boost their players' ratings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, guess, I'm guessing that's literally so their player gets more noticed in the real world. Oh, too. yeah, it would be. Yeah, absolutely. That's pretty amazing, though. Also oh, pretty yeah. scary. It's, uh, to be honest, it's not all that surprising. It's No, it's actually not because so many people... Do, well, some clubs have admitted they use the Football Manager database in their real-life um, scouting. Yeah. <laughs> one, of their, one of their tools. Which is pretty crazy. It is crazy. So there you go. All right. So that brings us to what, what they can play this week if you want to splash your cash out. But uh, I guess right now we're left with the one and only quiz. Are you ready? Yes, I am ready. Let's go. All right. So this game released in 2015. It released for all platforms. It is from the third person perspective. It is set in the year 1984. 1984. Okay. It has a Metacritic rating of 95. Jeez. It received critical praise upon release. However, many places panned the narrative of the game. Panned the narrative? And it's still got a Metacritic of 95. That's right. Jeez. Okay. The creator of the game originally originally proclaimed that the game was possibly too big to clear. <laughs> okay. It's a bold, bold claim. The game released a standalone demo which led into the game 10 months prior to the game's official release. I'm still nowhere near, by the way. I think the next one will probably... Actually, I've got another one in there. This game is the ninth game in the series. Jesus. Hmm. 
Ninth game, 95 rating, 1984. The final clue I'll give you. Six months prior to the release of the game, the creative director was let go by the company. Oh, it's... um. No, it can't be Uncharted 4. That wasn't the ninth <laughs> game in the series. Uh, six months prior. So just think of it this way. If that's the last that clue... If that's the last clue, that's probably yep. something very notable. Yeah, and I feel like I even remember the story. I just don't remember what game it was tied to six months prior. Um, did they cause a furor? It caused a very large uproar. Yeah, I thought it might have. <laughs> but I still... Oh, I think I'm going to have to admit defeat on this one. I'm just not, I, just not there. The game was Metal Gear Solid to the Phantom Pain. Oh, of course it was. Although, for some reason, I feel like that was longer than 2015. Um, I also wouldn't, as soon as you say ninth game, I don't think of the fifth, <laughs> but that's what Metal Gear Solid was like. It had all those. Oh, spin-offs. I know. <laughs> I, um, put it, I put it in there. I put that one in yeah. there as, as a little bit of a, all right, well, he has to think of a long running series. Yeah. Well played. Um, yes, that did cause a furor, of course, when Kojima was kicked out, uh, unceremoniously. Do you also remember that he received an award? Uh, it was one of the prominent gaming awards. For, for Metal Gear Solid 5, I think it won essentially Game of the Year. Yeah, the Video and Game Awards and he wasn't allowed to attend. Yeah, they read out a statement saying Konami have blocked his appearance yep. and he's not he was not granted permission to receive his award. Um, so, yeah, they've... I mean, really, their focus now is on two things as far as I can tell. It's Pez and... And Pachinko. <laughs> Pachinko, yeah. That's it. One of the... I mean, they were once the great game, one of the great sort of gaming developers. Not anymore. Yeah, well, the, I mean, they're still doing PES really well. <laughs> they are. And of course, we'll always have Metal Gear Survive anyway. No, the ones that matters. <laughs> the fond memories. <laughs> the better in the, in the series. <laughs> yeah, it, it ended on a high note for sure. <laughs> yeah, so I don't really think they're... I mean... They still have the licensing for Castlevania and Silent Hill and things. They're just not doing anything with it. No, and I feel like if anything ever happens, they might just farm it off to a third party. Um, don't seem to have a whole lot of interest themselves no, in it's... making this stuff anymore, which is sad. Yeah, definitely. I mean, there doesn't really seem to be much more planned. Really? I mean, nothing that's no. really been announced. I'm just trying to do a quick look up of if anything else has actually been mentioned by by uh, Konami but I can't really see if I, if I go to PC what do we got here uh, PC games uh, I mean 2019 they released the arcade classics anniversary collection the Castlevania anniversary collection Contra anniversary collection and Contra <laughs> Rogue Ops uh, besides that uh, yeah nothing well I mean if there's any sort of positive to come from it though you have to say that, uh, if anything, Kojima seems quite happy, I think, to be working on something totally new. Um, I, I got the feeling that he enjoyed having the level of control and creativity that he had with Death Stranding, and it sounds like they're working on something totally different again. So 
we'll see. He's still a he's still obviously an exciting creator that people will always pay attention to. Yeah, definitely. So again, we'll see, we'll see what happens. I mean, his last game was a bit interesting. We'll see what the next one is. <laughs> exactly. Yes, it was. All right. And with that, I think we'll bid you farewell on episode 35 of the podcast. Hey, hey, hey. Oh.